Smallville. Smallville. Season seven. Uh, the uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, Sleeper. Apocalypse. Quest. An Arctic. Yes. <clears throat> Hold up. The brownies are done. Morgan, get the brownies out of the oven. Uh, well, y'all making brownies over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were on sale. They were a dollar. I got four boxes. <laughs> oh. Duncan Hines. Anyway. Hmm. Um. Is the writer's strike over? Uh, the writer's strike is over, and uh, we are now uh, putting together uh, a few additional episodes of uh, the season. I mean, we started with Descent, and now we're talking about the last four. They extended the season by five episodes. They were supposed to uh, culminate everything in Veritas and end the season. And, you know, if things didn't work out with. Uh, you know all the season seven contracts uh, and the series, uh, but uh, we're here uh, talking about some episodes that uh, included actually several different ideas uh, and things that they had filmed for Veritas uh, and you know extended on them and reshot them and we'll get into all that. So okay, well I feel like you know the first few episodes were bad. And the then the few? middle episodes, Sorry. yeah. Are, are you are you talking about season seven or this week? Yes, season seven. Oh, okay, season seven. I was like the first the few, first like few. <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse was the second episode we watched this week. You know, the first few first few were okay. Then the second batch was bad, and then the third batch was okay. Now it's getting. I feel like the personality of the show is back yeah. because, like Chloe. Chloe is now using those cute turns of phrases that she used <laughs> yeah. before. She's speaking like Chloe speaks. She's mm -hmm. she's speaking Chloe speak again. Although she Clark, has referenced uh, light years several times in her dialogue, and uh, my uh, Smallville goofs always tell me like, "Oh, Chloe is not using light years correctly." I'm like, I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> as, I know as as long as she says it, it's cute. It's it's quirky. It's light the way years she isn't time. Light years is distance, space, distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also they're back to that that uh, thing that Smallville does, where Chloe and Clark, with very little information, make these huge leaps to figure out a mystery. <laughs> Oh gosh, uh, I think my favorite, uh, uh, you know, kind of like hand waving in this entire episode, uh, this whole uh, set of episodes is when Jimmy figures out the mystery of the Quachi Caves, and uh, yeah. immediately Chloe go like is, like puts together that uh, Clark is about to be sacrificed because of that Naman symbol we've seen since season three. Like Chloe, uh -huh. Chloe uh, uh, Jimmy solved uh, Naman and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh man! Like Lex must have had like a city full of experts uh, to look at that those caves, but Jimmy just kind of figured it out by doing like yeah. some googling, I guess. <laughs> well, see, uh, but to me at the time it made sense because I was thinking he was building on the information that everybody else had. Yeah, that's you it. know, everybody loosened the jar. Jimmy just popped it open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Anything else you want to say about uh, the end of season seven before we actually talk about the end of season seven? I'm just afraid that in season eight, hmm. no more Lex. 
I don't know how. I don't know how. If okay, if this is Lex's last, if this is Michael Rosenbaum's last episode, how are they going to solve that ending? You know. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll find out. And of course, I always have trivia. So you have. Uh, are you wearing earbuds? Yeah. Why? Okay, you sound a little uh, like you're moving a lot. Oh, oh. Well, uh, my recording isn't doing isn't picking that up. So, okay, that's uh, all that matters. <laughs> Let me see if I can change my microphone here for Hangouts call. Yeah, it was. It's using my folks. This is behind the curtain stuff because <laughs> I am not. I Don't am not, edit. Uh, Who cares? Edit anything. Nobody so cares. I just changed it to my regular mic. How does that sound? That's that's good. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Podcaster problems. All right. Uh, so, shall we talk about uh, the um, the one where we watch a filler episode so Tom can direct the next one? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I love Aaron Ashmore. I yeah. love Jimmy. I think he's a great character, and I'm glad we get a Jimmy-centric episode, and it, it was enjoyable. This is the episode that kind of pushes us over that bridge. We were at this other side of the bridge I mean, okay, I should just say I. I was at the other side of the bridge where I was thinking to myself, all right, you know, we had, like, racist Jimmy. (laughs) We had Uh Jimmy who was just, like, upset with Chloe all the time and then couldn't stop ogling Kara, so he went after that. But then she lost Uh her mind and her memory, and Jimmy wasn't about to deal with that, so we went back to (laughs) Chloe. yeah. This is this this is the episode that kind of pushes us over the bridge of like, uh, uh, you know, I'm. It makes me kind of like, a, okay, that was just then. That was whatever. That could have been handled by better writer strike, white writer strike, hand wavy, hand wavy. Jimmy is now like save trying to save Chloe from getting into trouble with the government by uh, playing James Bond. <laughs> yeah. And then he sells the cell to the devil just mm-hmm. to, to save Chloe. And that's admirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's first talk about our new set slash our old set that we <laughs> always put the moms. But now <laughs> now we have uh, a, a beautiful new bar called the Ace of Clubs. Um, and this is, a, this is from Superman Mythology. This was a bar in Metropolis. Um, oh, okay. As a matter of fact, they had it in... Uh, uh, I think Superman Returns or Man of Steel. One of the two. Uh, the bar was uh, being run by. Uh, well, it's usually run by a character named Bibbo, <laughs> and Bibbo was played by Jack Larson in one of those two movies. And Jack Larson played Jimmy Olsen in the Adventures of Superman. So, ah, yeah. So, uh, also just looking around this bar, I was like, wow, I had no idea Oliver had this much space in, in his. I know it does look a lot bigger. But I mean, especially when we get to the dancing, there seemed just to be a lot of room for the dancing. <laughs> yeah, I you know you kind of go. You might not be able to like place it being Oliver's apartment until they he, like Jimmy walks out in the balcony and is talking to that special agent. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. this is totally the balcony that Black Canary came down on. And yeah, so yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe if you didn't tell me. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have realized it, but yeah, I was like, oh, the bar that behind the bar—that's where the closet, <laughs> yeah. you know, where he kept his equipment. 
but yeah, I love I love this. It's a fun like surprise beginning. We got this brand new place, and then all of a sudden we have this like ninja, <laughs> and then all and all of a sudden this person takes off their their uh, you know gi or whatever you want to call it, and it's Jimmy in a okay. in a tux. You know, it's so James. I love James Bond, so, and this is very much James Bond. And the music sounded. Slightly like James Bond. Okay, when I saw this, I was like, deja vu. I believe when I watched live back in the day, Uh I believe this and Apocalypse, I think I saw these episodes. Wow. Yeah, I think they ran them later. Uh, I think they were reruns. Yeah. Because, Because I didn't enjoy these at the time because they were so different than what I was watching live. Uh huh. And I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, what is this yeah. crap? This old small girl. <laughs> <laughs> what's, this, what's this old crap? <laughs> Where's Sam Witwer? <laughs> uh, but we zoomed back 14 hours earlier. I love the line, can't start your morning without some wholesome Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy can yeah. make some breakfast. Yeah. Oh, that breakfast look at all that fruit. Yeah. Chloe has lost that loving feeling. <laughs> Uh, she's just so she's so busy with moving to the to the ISIS Foundation. Uh huh. Yeah, she's taking. It seems like this is kind of like her newish new job is managing it while Lana's gone, and uh, you know, and it's not exactly probably what she wanted to do, but she's getting used to what she does. You know, she got fired from the Daily Planet, like her dream job. You know. Yeah, and, but she didn't want to work there anyway because she right. worked for Lex. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like Chloe, HR, uh, McMaster, what's with all these boxes? Chloe exited. <laughs> Wait, what? I said, like HR McMaster, uh, Chloe <laughs> left her dream job. <laughs> what? Say that like, again. Like HR McMaster. Oh. Those are the days of our lives. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chloe, what's with all these boxes? Chloe, now that I'm house sitting ISIS, Oliver thought. It would make a perfect bunker to store all of his troops' equipment. You know, <laughs> having a gang of superheroes is great in theory, but no one ever considers the shipping costs. That's great. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Chloe is very distracted while Jimmy is trying to make up for the fact that his jealousy over Clark and obsession with Kara screwed up their relationship. <laughs> That's my first note is I'm not quite yet warmed up. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, all that back and forth. I guess it was just growing pains. Uh-huh. That's what I took it as. They're just young and figuring it out and they're back and forth. Break when one of them is into the other, the other one is not into, you know. Yeah. They were never on the same page at the same time. But we need Chloe and Jimmy together. I mean, it just makes Why? sense. Why? That just it makes, makes sense. What? It makes sense. Okay. Can you not hear me tonight? I guess you're kind of breaking up. It's I'm breaking up. The, I, my internet, my internet has not been behaving great, and it's raining, so that's oh, never good. Okay. And also, it's raining, and everybody's in the house on the internet. You know what I mean? Ah, well, you don't sound. They're bad. not outside playing in the yard. Hmm. Okay. I'm never editing. It's not happening. Okay. All right. <laughs> all you need, hey, look, for a hacker, all you need are agile hands. <laughs> yeah, my, I love, I, I wrote, I know you can hack into government satellites if you put your mind to it, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, uh, I was going to ask you, did you see the ISIS Foundation this time? The exterior? Huh? Did I see the ISIS Foundation? Yeah, the building. Oh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think uh, I noticed it. Oh, well. What is it? What? Uh, where is it in real life? I, I was, you know, we we're, we can go visit it. It's in New York. <laughs> okay, so it's not like a prominent building that we know of, but we just know where it is and we can go see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it in Manhattan? I think it's Greenwich Village. So, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so we got to get out of a rut here. <laughs> uh, GB says... To the agent, look, I'm not your James Bond. I went to a Halloween party once as James Bond. Everybody thought I was the Mater D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Agent Vanessa Weber. She's like, remember Starhawk? And I wrote, no, because that was a terrible name and we only used it once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it makes sense. Chloe is obviously a sleeper agent for some sort of terrorist cell. I mean, she does work for ISIS now, so... Uh, oh, gosh, that joke's almost done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No ISIS in season eight? <laughs> no, I'm just saying maybe I should stop soon. Oh. Although I won't do a Hamilton, Hamilton-esque Hamilton rap about it uh, when we <laughs> stop talking about ISIS Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also meet uh, – we have uh, – Lex has a new helper. His name is actually Reagan Matthews. I don't think he actually ever says his name. Um, but he's played by Ari Cohen who uh, was actually just in uh, the movie It. Did you see It? Yes. Uh, he played Stan's dad, the rabbi. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, oh, a little bit of a, a, a sobbing point when we see Lex being given his passport. And the passport has a little inscription from Lionel, travel far, son. Mm. Yeah. So Jimmy uh, installs spyware on those sexy ISIS computers. And uh, yeah, so that's going on. Finally, we have Clark showing back up. And uh, apparently someone's Rita Skeetering into... Uh, Dr. Swan's uh, journal. Oh, yeah. This was another one of those. Chloe's just like, hey, you ever think about checking Dr. Swan's journal? Maybe he's like he got some sort of uh, intercepted some sort of transmission that might relate to the fact that Kara's missing somehow. <laughs> and he goes and opens the journal and, and it's like save Lana at Fortress. It's like, oh, of course. Great idea, Chloe. Mm, yep. That was weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um Help me, doctor, where are we going this time? Uh, is this the 50s or is this Krypton 1989? Uh, <laughs> uh, Clark realizes he's got to go back in time. <sighs> he's got to go back to Krypton. Ugh, I hate Krypton. <laughs> you know, you can't hate something that gets blown up constantly in this story, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay, I started watching the second episode of Krypton and I was like, you know... We know how this ends. I can't watch this. <laughs> and yet again, I tell you, we know how Smallville ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to watch a show if you don't want to watch it. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> <laughs> I want it to go on forever. What, Smallville? Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's why you con your friend into doing a podcast for a year about Smallville <laughs> so you can go back and <laughs> enjoy it again. <laughs> it's just so sweet. It is. 
And it's epic, and it's awesome. And it's just, I don't know, I love these characters. I'm not sure I like some of the actors that play the characters, but I do love these characters. I mean, maybe she's a victim too. Oh, gosh. Who knows? Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Jimmy's got a bow tie with a camera. Got the bow tie. And I love his little line. Like, what do I need this for? So we can both watch my girlfriend drink Cosmos until she finds her inner Shakira? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> and yeah, it was during this scene with uh, Jimmy and Chloe that I realized this isn't like James Bond. They're doing a riff on True Lies. Mm. You know, it's like they both know something's going on, but they're not telling each other. Yeah, they're like lying. They're both fun. lying to each other. And there's tango involved. Oh yeah, the tango. The tango. Spark rekindled. Uh huh. And you know, it's like, oh, I realize it looks like they've been they've been taking tango lessons together. You know, and this is it's finally kicked in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so is this where Jimmy goes to Clark? Goes to the? He's like, I asked directions, and I used a half a tank of gas. So it's only a half a tank of gas from Metropolis <laughs> to Smallville. <laughs> Uh, I don't even think that's this episode but <laughs> Is it not? No, because they're at the Ace of Clubs And uh, um, Jimmy Yeah, Jimmy gets a score uh, Jimmy goes through, does his little mission And then it turns out that Chloe uh, Messed with him and sent him Some useless files And um, Jimmy punches A woman out and, and is like Yeah <laughs> And then uh, And then he rescues her um, oh, I love that there's a When he does his little cufflink dart There's just a slight little 007 theme that plays <laughs> <laughs> um, And yeah, like Yeah, he brings her He brings her home And then they're like um, He kisses her and he's like Do you want that more than you want Clark? <laughs> and I wrote, oh, how romantic <laughs> oh, Yeah, Why do you keep bringing Clark's name up? Seriously He's uh he's failing the uh, Bechdel Clark Kent test. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Lex has made it to Zurich with both the keys, and uh, he pulls open the the security box and finds a cryptograph in there. And then he suddenly is about to get like garroted from behind, but uh, knocks the guy out. And uh, I wrote someone. What is garroted? Oh, the 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 little piano wire. With oh, okay. Handles on the end, yeah. Okay. It's like garrot or garret. I've I only read it. I never read it. Mm. Uh, this scene, by the way, was originally in Veritas. Just one of the many mm. scenes that were in there. Um, and yeah, I wrote someone called Robert Langdon because uh, we've got we've got cryptographs to figure out. Ah. Uh. I wonder if the Da Vinci Code was big around this time. Probably so. <laughs> Uh, and that's when uh, Lex goes back to um, Metropolis, and Jimmy asks for a favor, mm-hmm. and Lex is like, "Yeah, families help each other. <laughs> mm. We're I'm, we're family because you work for me." Uh, so, um, Clark and Chloe uh, are in the loft at the end. They're trying to figure out how Kara got the Krypton. And Chloe thinks that maybe Carol went through some sort of time vortex because uh, the inscriptions are showing up in the uh, in Doctor Swan's journal that was from you know many years ago. And uh, 
like she's like, we got to hurry up and f- figure out a way for you to get back in time. And honestly, it's like time travel confuses me. Uh, no matter how fast they hurry up, it's already happened, right? <laughs> I, I don't understand that. Uh, and it's at this point um, that I must remind you that we just found out that a machine has been sent back in time to kill the last hope of mankind before he fulfills his destiny. So that's it for that episode. Best needle drops. Uh, actually, I think. Old yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duffy, Mercy. I'm begging you for mercy. <laughs> Like, that's a blast from the past. Added to the playlist. And uh, there's another scene. There's another song called uh, Dirty Laundry by Bittersweet, which is a song that plays during uh, Jimmy and Chloe's tango. I had mm-hmm. to add that just because it's just, yeah. It's it's attached to a fun a fun scene. So when I listen to this long-ass playlist, I'll always remember every song, <laughs> every scene that these songs are from, I hope. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Shall we talk about the next episode, Apocalypse, directed by yes. Mr. Thomas Tom Welling, Welling. the mm-hmm. one where Clark has a wonderful life. <laughs> episode 150, and uh, this at this point I must tell you that Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum have appeared in every single one of those episodes up to this point. Wow. Yep. So, um, another time travel like problem I'm having. Again, Tom or Tom, Tom Clark is staring at, at <laughs> Doctor Swan's journal, and he's like waiting for a message to appear. And I'm like, if it was written in the past, shouldn't it already be there? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that doesn't bother me. I'm not thinking that deep. I just I wrote another SOS from superhero Barbie. <laughs> Earth would be better off if I'd never existed. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. George Bailey. Um, and I love that they reference Quantum Leap. If they made the Quantum Leap, there must be some way you can too. Mm. And, uh, you know, Chloe, he, Clark's got the key, and then suddenly the key glows and Clark disappears. And then he wakes up on, on the floor of his barn, and mm-hmm. uh, some boy walks in. And introduces himself as Clark Kent, and Clark goes, "He's oh wearing boy. a oh boy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's wearing a crow's letterman's jacket. Yeah, he's in high school, mm-hmm. but he looks like he should be in high school. <laughs> yeah, he's a it's it's funny. Uh, he's he's kind of like shorter than Tom. He he looks like a littler kid. Uh, but when yeah. they show that picture of him and Jonathan and Martha, he's like hulking above them, basically because they put it they they photoshopped his face onto Tom Welling's body in, in that yeah. picture. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is uh, this actor is Brett Deer, who I, you know he's done other things, but nothing much of note that I can mention here. Uh, Pretty Little Liars, I think. Um, but I love that the the fact that there's another actor out there is like, yeah, I played Clark Kent on Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. They, like this kid introduces himself as Clark Kent and then we go into Somebody Save Me. And wouldn't it have been amazing if there was an alternate credit sequence for this episode? Like, <laughs> I just don't understand why don't all shows do that like they did with uh, Jonathan and Buffy. 
too expensive. Oh, and it's like, yeah, there's probably like contracted, like, I must have my name in this place in the credits. And- yeah, probably contracts <sighs> and union rules. That's what it is, union rules. I always think about that at like any sort of alternate reality episode. Like, just change the credits. It's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we going to see Jonathan and Martha? No, they're on a no. cruise. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, this could get tedious. <laughs> you know, it could get, if we were just like, let me go see everybody and see what everybody's doing in this alternate universe. But, but it was fine. We just go to Chloe. Yeah, we're, he's looking for Lana, and Lana's off. She's uh, married now. And has uh, two kids already. I love that what? they say that she's married to uh, a French. She went to France, right? She went to Paris, and she got married to Pierre Rousseau. And that's the like... The Frenchiest French name it could ever be. <laughs> but it's also kind of a French version of uh, another name, Pete Ross. <laughs> <laughs> because in the comics, Lana and Pete Ross end up together. Really? Yeah. So, but you know, I think in the comics they had more chemistry. <laughs> um. Also, Chloe is engaged to a cop, um, and uh, they didn't give his character's name in the episode, but he's billed as George Dean, <laughs> which is like. George Reeves, Dean Kane. <laughs> like she found her own Superman in real life. Ah, uh, yeah. He fights crime. Yeah. Also, we're we're since the uh, budget is getting smaller and smaller, um, mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of these uh, these sets, these on set things, rather than going anywhere on location. Like, mm-hmm. especially, it's really apparent in this quote unquote Smallville uh, street here, mm-hmm. which looks nothing like where they filmed in Cloverdale. This is this is like the studio set. <laughs> this is like yeah. the studio lot, and uh, you know. All that metro, all the stuff on like Metropolis streets nowadays, it's all like in the studio. It's not; they don't film out in in the middle of Vancouver anymore. So, <sighs> less and less places for me to visit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm trying. To, when I watch, I try for Morgan not to watch. I try not to spoil her, so when she walks through, I kind of pause it or whatever. But she she did ask the other day. She said, "Oh my gosh, are the only people left on this show Clark and Chloe? Because that's all I see." <laughs> yeah. And it is. It seems smaller. Yeah. Well, it, you know, Tom Welling and Allison Mack uh, and Michael Rosenbaum, of course, um, are the only ones this season, at least, that uh, are contracted for all. The episodes of the season The rest of them um, get like 12 episode counts And they you know split them up mm. yep. Yeah to save money Yep yep. Uh, so and that's probably why That's probably why Christian Crook was like Out of here <laughs> We'll see uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah so yeah, My note is Clark keeps looking for people that are In the, are in the episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everybody's doing great. We then we then we find Lois, who's like she is Lois Lane at this point. This is uh, she's got her he's, she's got her Pulitzer, which I love the way she pronounces that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she, she also knows what she wants. She sees that hunk of man meat coming in, and she's like, "Hey, you and me are getting a drink mm-hmm. later." <laughs> this is uh, uh, a fun fun fact. This is the fiftieth appearance of Erica Durant as Lois Lane. So, 
She's actually been in 50 episodes. <laughs> hmm. Um, so, so everybody's doing good. Everybody's fine. Until we figure out that a world without Clark Kent means that uh, Lex Luthor is president. Dun, she, dun, dun. He's wearing the white suit and he's got the black glove on. Uh, strangely enough, uh, they he he's president and they decided to like break uh, the constitutional amendment uh, for his uh, presidency, which means that you know he's a little young. He's not thirty five yet. <laughs> Although Lois already has her Pulitzer. <laughs> I keep saying Pulitzer. Uh-huh. Well, uh, and and Lana has two kids, so maybe they are 35. Yeah, maybe they fast-forwarded in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I love that Clark has to rough up Jimmy in order for him to get some sort of information. Because, <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, Lois, Lois is getting a little bit of trouble here. So Clark goes to the Ace of Clubs and we see Sheriff Adams. And, and he's trying to, and he's like, Sheriff, you've got to help me work all this out in Smallville. In Smallville? Have I heard that in a while? Lord, where is she from? <laughs> She's from Kansas. <laughs> oh, is that what that's supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> but, she's, but she is a federal agent. Yep. What is she? The Department of Defense, I think, something like DDS, uh, or is that? No, those are the people that took uh, Lois. Um, I don't know. It says in my notes, government badge. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Lois is being kidnapped, and um, you know, and Kara has taken her away, and Kara is like some sort of she's she's definitely DDS, um, but uh, Clark. Uh, Busts through and knocks these two guys to the ground, and uh, she says, "Talk about sweeping a girl off her feet." Yeah, that was that was nice. I see that uh, from here on, they're tra- they're pushing the Lois and Clark. Now. I mean, why not? It's getting to be about that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's getting to be about that time, Steph. Whatever. <laughs> They've got chemistry. It's so great. She's awesome. I mean, honestly, I think she can have chemistry with anybody. So <laughs> she's just great. I love Erica Durance. Uh, <sighs> hashtag Erica Durance fanboy that hasn't seen Saving Grace yet. So I suck. Okay. So Lex. Uh, was- Mitchell, Mitchell was born in Santa Monica. Mitchell? Who's Mitchell? Wait a minute. She, no, she's from Canada. Camille. Mitchell. Oh, Camille Mitchell. Oh, mm-hmm. a Canadian putting on a, a southern accent. Is this yeah. what's bothering you? Born in Santa Monica to Hollywood star Cameron Mitchell and <laughs> Viennese actress Camille Jocler. Camille was raised in Vancouver. Uh, studied in London. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Were you just pulling out your accent police badge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So Lex wants to start a nuclear war or nuclear. Gosh, I suck. Um, and uh, it turns out that um, uh, Milton Fine is his chief of staff. So. Uh, and, and those nukes don't exist. What was what was uh, Lois saying? Oh, the fact that they're they're saying that these uh, 
they don't exactly say what foreign countries are threatening the U.S., but uh, Lex is pushing the fact that the, these foreign countries are threatening the U.S. with nuclear weapons. Uh, and uh, and uh, um, I said nuclear again, and it's really bothering me. <laughs> nuclear. Um, uh, so, so yeah, they're, they're, these weapons don't exactly exist. So um, I think it's like Milton Fine manipulating Lex, you know, to get this uh-huh. war started. And, uh, you know, then they can... Take, then they can uh, take Lex up to the uh, the old fortress, uh, make him into the vessel for Zod. Actually, to Kara's fortress, make him into the vessel for Zod, and then um, uh, Lex slash Zod and Kara can make uh, sweet Kryptonian babies to repopulate uh, the Earth with. So. Uh. Um, Meanwhile, uh, so Lois, need, Lois knows that Lex is going to recognize her, so they got to send Clark... To play reporter. Oh, be still my heart. Be <laughs> still my heart. Clark in a suit and then with glasses. Yep. Holy crap. <laughs> I love the playful scene between her and, and Clark, though. And, the, and he's being all modest. Don't be modest. Don't be t- it's not time to be modest. Stop standing around and strip. And then she like she's like fine I'll go outside the door and she goes outside the door and then immediately starts opening it to peek in. Yeah, <laughs> but he's she's already dressed. And he's already dressed. That was cute. <laughs> and then something's missing, and then she pulls out the glasses. Yes. Oh. And oh man, not since the episode Whisper did we see Clark Kent in glasses, and now we got like amazing like Clark Kent suit glasses playing a reporter. Oh. <laughs> Just great stuff. Um, from the book of Smallville. The decision to show Clark in his iconic suit and glasses look came at the suggestion of Al Goff. When we were breaking the episode, Al Goff told us he'd really like to see iconic Clark and iconic Lex since it was the 150th episode. Terry Meyer, the writer, uh, reveals. We had to come up with a story where we were able to use both of those. And this story lends itself really well to it. We got the extra bonus of Lois dressing Clark in his iconic Clark getup. <laughs> And then you got Jimmy in the bow tie snapping pictures. You got Lois being like full on Lois, you know, just great stuff. Like a peek into the future. So. Yeah. And Lois being in trouble and Clark rescuing her. Yep. Yep. Oh, else we found out that uh, Lionel found Kara. Like they, he went to Smallville to see the meteor shower and like rescued her from Reeves Dam. And, huh. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, uh, well, she's going by Linda Danvers. Yep. She says that her and Lex, they're like brother and sister. Yeah. So very twisted up upbringing. <laughs> and she even says that she was she was sent here to kill Clark. So mm. Brainiac really twisted her head around. Um. So they're preparing for this. Uh, this the you know nuclear weapons being set off. Um. I think it's uh, Brainiac that tells Lex that America's. Oh no, uh, uh, Lex is talking about um, how America's best and uh, whitest are safe. I mean, brightest is the best and brightest are safe. Oh, make America great again. <laughs> if you're, uh, oh yeah. So, so Brainiac then, is Steve Bannon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. 
So Lex pulls out a gun and shoots Clark and he falls down. And I just wrote down, if you're just joining us, Clark Kent has been shot again. <laughs> <laughs> because this bullet is made of kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. He's ready. And it's weird. I wasn't sure. I wanted to kind of rewind to see where this setting was because it really seems like they just redressed the mansion set to look like the White House. But Or maybe they were trying to say, no, actually, this is like... Smallville is Le- uh, Lex's winter White House, <laughs> and Luther Mansion is like his Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh God! Uh, <laughs> so he's down on the ground. They're about to push the button, and I've just wrote in capital letters: "Use your heat vision." Gosh, you have a way to like, or your your super breath, whatever. But um, as uh, the bombs start to fall. But the kryptonite was in him. The kryptonite yeah. bullet was in him, taking his powers away. Yeah, I guess so. It doesn't matter. None of this is real. This is all a dream. Yeah. Did you? Uh-huh. Did, were you like, what? <laughs> when this happened, or uh, what do you mean? Well, you know, when he did, when, I feel did I feel the stakes? Did the urgency? Was I worried? Yeah. Uh, probably not. It's so probably. weird. Yeah, I felt like this is an it's an alter alternate reality, so it doesn't really matter, right? And it's weird because this episode is like mashing a couple of different episodes. I mean, they didn't do that. This was written for the episode, but it's almost as if they were mashing two different episodes together because we have this alternate um, Smallville, and then suddenly, no, we're not the the main mission of everything hasn't actually happened yet. We need to still go back in time. To 1989 to Krypton before it blows up to save mm-hmm. baby Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so basically, I guess it's 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 almost like Jor El is like, listen, <laughs> I heard you talking about <laughs> how life would be better without you being in this world. Well, here it is. You know, I sent you to Earth for a purpose. It cannot be taken lightly. So, boom, we're we're on Krypton. Krypton, I love Krypton, and the and the the, the opening shots of the planet. It's all from like Superman the movie. I was I was wondering, like when it blew up at the end, yeah, and the music that seems very cinematic. I thought that that was taken from the movie. Uh huh. And Clark doesn't have his powers. There's no yellow sun because so he doesn't have his powers. You're not in Kansas anymore. Um, and uh, also the fact that Jarrell and Lara aren't there about to send their baby off means mm-hmm. pretty much Brainiac like murdered these two <laughs> and took their baby. So what'd you think of uh, Clark Kent not only holding a baby but holding but holding this baby Clark Kent? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of freaky. <laughs> hey, me. Hey, I rescued myself. Yeah. Look at all this. This is going to be you someday, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this hotness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, that that's cool. So we K- – Kara and Brainiac fight and uh, Brainiac, uh, we think, uh, gets crushed here by Kara. Uh, and uh-huh. We have no idea what's happened. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we assume things have happened. <laughs> okay. But um, – we then go back to Smallville to the Kent Farm, and it doesn't seem that anything has changed with Lana. 
So hmm, that's weird. Brainiac was destroyed. <laughs> Why is it a lot of better? Mm-hmm. She's even worse. Yeah. Um, and then even Lex is uh, showing some concern, saying that he had the best m- medical minds in the world. Example. Oh yeah, he comes to the barn. <laughs> I love that he got one more in, you know? <laughs> um, and then um, Clark needs to, like, use the the Daily Planet's computers after hours. He, and he's, like, trying to talk Lois into, like, hacking into things or something. Oh, wait, no. That was, like, a deleted scene I saw. Never mind. But, but he does go back to the Daily Planet and uh, they have this uh, – uh, it's just this nice moment with Lois that – go ahead. Yeah, this moment where she's not good with emotional things. Yeah. I guess because ra- being raised by the general and she's she doesn't do good with but she feels very sorry for Clark. Yeah. Because he's looking up uh you know comas and such mm-hmm. and she feels bad for him. So again, here is the oh, when Lana's out of the way, they'll push the Lois and Clark stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a good scene. Yeah, I liked it. I liked I liked the fact that you know it shows Lois's uncomfortability about just getting down to you know an emotional place with you know somebody else, you know, and that she says that she'll buy him a drink, which is like an echo of what happened in the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's like, yeah. See, that's legal. what I'm. I'm <laughs> legal thinking. Now. <laughs> yeah, she was like, check your vote, check your ID. You're legal. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, oh, she actually feels. To Clark, how she felt towards him in the alternate reality. Yeah, she's like, he's actually gorgeous, but he's got a girlfriend. Yeah, he's in a coma and it's sad. Girlfriend, oh, girlfriend in a coma. Girlfriend, (laughs) awesome. Uh, Why is this? Why is this just now dawning on me? That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Kara has a problem holding a milk bottle. I know it was so obvious that she handed that milk bottle off. <laughs> I didn't Did you notice see that. that. No, I didn't yeah, notice it that. It was it was like she handed the milk bottle off, and then when she fell on the floor, the milk was already there. Already there, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just heard a sound effect of the bottle breaking. So what's the deal here? Like, why why did she fall over? Hmm. I have no idea. It's never explained, and. Here's here's what they have in uh, the Smallville uh, wiki. Um, Kara's collapse in the final scene is never explained later, later, but is revealed in Arctic that at this time Kara was really Brainiac impersonating her and that he had returned from Krypton with Clark, apparently having somehow gotten the better of Kara in their fight trapped uh-huh. and, tra- and trapped her in the Phantom Zone. Uh-huh. Um, another explanation, however, is that Brainiac inconspicuously infiltrated Kara's person during this battle and any time after he forced Kara to go with him in Veritas without her without her knowledge. Um, Kara unwittingly brought him back to present-day Earth with them, and Brainiac waited until this final scene to resurface and then send Kara to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> but uh. never explained on scene, on screen. Is this Brainiac Kara that's collapsed? Or is this Kara, who's been infected? <laughs> I don't know. So, moving on. Okay, Love Apocalypse, Love Apocalypse. Uh, yes. Episode 100, I think, was Reckoning. Episode 150 is Apocalypse. I can't wait for episode 200. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
which uh, you saw, but you probably forgot. Um, okay. Uh-huh. So uh, let's talk about Quest, the one with all the scarification, a.k.a. Alice and Mac's favorite episode. Um, <gasps> oh. I'm, say, I'm just, I got to say, um, when I was uh, doing my notes for this episode, I was very happy to hear that uh, the leader of the Nixium uh, cult, Kenneth Rainier, was arrested. Um, I, you know, I was saddened when I was reminded that, you know, in the same news report that, like, Allison Mack is probably going to get arrested sometime, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hashtag not my Chloe. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, did you see what Ray wrote <laughs> under that post I posted in the Facebook group? I'm sorry, no. my Facebook people that are listening. Uh, Ray said that uh, in this article, it's it's revealed that like uh, Allison got into the cults around 2006, I think. I forget. Um, but it was that would be around the time you know she'd already been been in this cult while she's filming these episodes that we're watching now. <laughs> wow. Uh, I can't. Uh, anyway, whatever. Talking about Chloe, not about Allison Mack. Sad, sad. What a weak mind, and what an awful, awful, awful stuff that she's done. So, and she looks like shit. If you see that picture in the article, did you open up the article? Yeah, it does like even in look in like her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she looks like emaciated and. Ugh. Um. Well, I hope she gets help. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. And I hope she, if she is guilty of any sort of crimes, that she does pay for them because uh, mm-hmm. f that shit. Anyway, my phone is reminding me that Scooby Natural is on right now. I know. We got to go see that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so cute. Zoinks. Uh, All right. So we got a couple more episodes of Smallville to talk about. Um, Hey, uh, Donnelly Rhodes from BSG plays uh, Malash, the expert about the cryptograph. He is the doc, the guy, the doctor that was always smoking. Uh Uh-huh. Um. And then we see that, yeah, you were right. This guy that – this killer that uh, took down Gina was actually working for, as it's revealed later, Edward Teague. Uh-huh. How did I know that? You you figured it out. You figured, you figured out both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You figured out two things. You figured out, A, Edward Teague is still alive, and B, somebody else other than Lex probably hired this guy to take out Gina. And uh, I think you put them both together, so – Good on you. It's it's amazing. Sometimes some things go right over my head and I don't even see. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes I'll even watch it and <laughs> it doesn't click. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I can see things coming from a mile away. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy returns to Chloe's apartment and uh, Chloe's kind of questioning why he's so late. And I wrote down, "Well, Chloe, work is three hours away," uh, <laughs> but. This is I. Th- I almost think we want to retire the three-hour joke because Lionel retconned it in um, mm-hmm. whatever that episode was, the flashback episode, saying Smallville was just outside of Metropolis. Okay, well, uh, Jimmy used a half a tank of gas, so what would that be? Gosh, it's at least like an hour and a half. I don't know what his gas mileage is. What does he drive? What's a Yaris get? <laughs> Oh, I bet a Yaris gets really good gas mileage. We could probably figure this out mathematically. But a Yaris is probably very small and probably has a tiny tank. Probably yeah. doesn't hold much at all. Oh, there you go. Well, I'll tell you when I go on my Vancouver trip, which uh, at this point, I almost think that when I get back, we should do like a special episode where I tell you all the places <laughs> I could. 
you have to tell me all about the yards. Because <laughs> uh, we're talking, we're talking enough about it on the podcast that uh, people might be interested. Oh, oh, of course they are. They want to know. <laughs> I would. Uh, and you will. Uh, okay, so uh, that's coming in October. If anybody cares. Uh, <laughs> um. It might not come at all if I don't get my damn passport application filled out. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, my next note is Jimmy, shoes on the bed. Because he jumps right onto Chloe's bed with his shoes on. Mm. Not cool. Is that Chloe's bed? Where does Lois sleep? Uh, I'm thinking she's, uh, well, she's not sleeping with Graham anymore. She's or Grant anymore. She's not sleeping with Oliver anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She has, mm. She's apparently still at the Talon apartment. <laughs> They've remodeled Oliver's apartment, so she can't be staying there. Um, so, uh, Chloe and Clark um, see the symbols that have been carved onto Lex's chest as uh, symbols for traveler and savior, like mixed together. And uh, later. It's uh, it's revealed that there's a, they form a third symbol, which is sanctuary, because mm-hmm. Krypton does not have a symbol for church. Mm-hmm. And Clark says, "The last thing I need is someone killing people in my name." And Al and uh, Allison, Jesus, Chloe says, "That's probably how God felt about the Crusades stuff." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, uh, I'm okay with that. That's a uh, Chloe line. All right, all that's right, a cool. cute. That's a witty Chloe line. Like. It. But this is this is a part of the Superman mythology, you know, and it, they mm-hmm. touch upon it, you know, kind of terribly in Batman versus Superman. But you know, the whole thing where they, you know, people worship Superman like a god because, uh, well, he, you know, he's he practically he's just like you know the strongest and the fastest and all this stuff. Well, I can Most see that uh, he could destroy us. He's all powerful. He could yeah. he could kill everybody on Earth. So. Yeah. I guess worshiping. Yeah. You best worship. Anyway. <laughs> so we hear about this, uh, uh, you know, Malash checks out this cryptograph and uh, he talks about a German watchmaker who made the cryptograph and then was hired by a mysterious employer uh, to make a clock. And uh, then the clock dis- disappeared and then reappeared as a donation from Dr. Swan to St. Christopher's Cathedral. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so we go to St. Christopher, we go to Montreal. Um, and if anybody knows where this church is, I'd really like to know because I'd add it to my Vancouver trip if I, it's, it, the internet would tell me where it was, but, um, I want to go there. I, I've already got, <laughs> this is how sad I am stuff. I already have the church. Uh, where Mulder cries in <laughs> marked up my, <laughs> to visit Matt because I did film inside that church. So I I I very uh, sickly want to figure out which pew Mulder sits in and take a <laughs> selfie of myself like weeping. <laughs> just wait for like a priest to just come knock my phone out of my hand. Like what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. X Files, right? Do you like the X Files? Never heard of it. What? <laughs> Well, Mulder and Scully were in a church in last episode. Maybe uh, not the finale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check that out. So uh, we meet Edward Teague, who is uh, the doctor from Voyager. Who's very theatrical. Mm-hmm. 
He's big. Robert Picardo. Mm-hmm. I got He's to talk. Very broad. Uh huh. I got to talking with. Uh, uh, Derek about this episode and uh, he's a big fan of this one and uh, but the funny thing to talk about is that not only do we have to um, we have to believe that James Seymour was like <laughs> oh Robert Picardo now there's a piece of <laughs> I need to get that you know yeah but we also have to imagine that uh, Robert James Picardo Seymour, and James Seymour it made it. a child that looks like Jensen Ackles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, Edward doesn't give a crap about his uh, his uh, deceased wife and son. <laughs> you know, they died for the traveler. So, uh, who yeah, cares? that's weird. I mean, you know, no, actually, Lionel poisoned Genevieve, and a, a meteor hit uh, Jason. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I guess you could kind of say they they died in relation to the traveler. But, um. One big reaction from this episode is how quickly Edward turns on Clark. Mm-hmm. Like he just starts talking about uh, the the guy that's going to control the traveler, and it's Lex, and he's super evil. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Why haven't you taken care of him already?" And then immediately, like, flips open his cane and has kryptonite on it, and he's just completely disgusted at Clark's wishy washiness. It's like, dude, have you been watching this show? <laughs> Clark is very wishy washy. <laughs> he's a regular Charlie Brown. Yeah, but I just took it that Edward Teague was a little cuckoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he discovered that um, perhaps he could get be the one, the next person that's killed. So he fled to Montreal and, I don't know, he decided to just kind of live in this church where this famous clock is. Uh, or not famous. They didn't know where the clock was or, I don't know. Just waiting for the traveler. And then he decided that he would get Clark's attention by having this killer uh, scar up Lex. With a secret message to the traveler <laughs> It's funny uh, To think about Ah uh, yeah okay <laughs> Yeah um, It's in this episode also Where we start talking about where we Like Michael Rosenbaum's like alright Listen it's time to get that Emmy You know and just this This trip with in the jet with Malash And uh, My father's obsession made me an orphan Long before he died I often wondered why that cryptograph Is going to give me the answer So it's just like yeah, it's like Lex has killed his dad And now he's just kind of like In a state of like What What was all this for What? What? Where did this lead What was my father's Why did my father ignore me And what, you know, what for And uh, now he's obsessed with figuring this out and uh, meanwhile, Chloe is going all scully on Jimmy when Jimmy uh, <laughs> solves season three of Smallville. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Kawachi Caves, yeah, Sadith, and what's, what's the other one? Sagith and Naman. Sagith and Naman. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I bet when you're watching it in real time, you're like, what? I don't even remember that. Like, I barely remember it. We, yeah, we're true. watching it straight through. Yeah, so true. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, we discovered that this, uh, whatever this device is to control Clark um, was actually sent by Jarrell because, you know, of course, he's like the worst father ever. <laughs> oh, God, Jarrell. Clark can be dis- turned into a destroyer as easily as a savior. So, in case of emergency, use this device to control him. Not that that could ever go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I really like how, okay, so Jimmy is showing Chloe the picture of Clark, and it looks like a spaceman in a uh-huh. doorway. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, it's him laying on an altar being sacrificed. Yep, yep. And that's what Chloe's yeah, like. Yeah, that's what? really cool. <laughs> and then we get a, uh, a shot of uh, Clark laid on this, like, altar being held down by kryptonite. And then, mm-hmm. yes, and then yes. the shirt gets ripped open. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just silently was just like to myself, like, you're welcome, Steph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> He's being tortured and his, and his shirt's being ripped open. Like, this is perfect Steph stuff. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, I, I love this whole little contraption where he, like, Pours the liquid kryptonite in, and it kind of goes around Clark, and it's it's so he can be weak enough for Teague to then carve this symbol into his chest. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, we get this great scene where like where Lex gets to the cathedral, and he's looking at the clock, and he puts the cryptograph in there, and it plays um, this tune, uh, which is like was which is really a tune called like Loch Lamond, mm-hmm. but they start calling it like the Burks of Saint Kilda. And uh, and then he realizes that uh, um, he's like talking to uh, Edward Teague, and he says that um, you know his father actually taught him this tune, you know, and it's like he's, yeah. he's been tra- almost like trading the entire show uh, for this moment, you know, to 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 get this clock and figure it all out, and then skipping ahead, like when on the plane ride home. We get this whole thing with the Luther Mansion was on the island of St. Kilda, and it's so mm-hmm. cool. It goes right back to the pilot where he's like, my father yeah. had this castle brought stone by stone from – Yeah. So cool. <laughs> that, that was cool. Um, but, but it's like we got to go back home. Yeah. We got yeah. to go, turn around and go I didn't even right need to come home. here. Ugh. Yeah. And he gets like this guitar pick thing. <laughs> It's just this symbol of like a like a cross of some sort, and to to get to this fireplace. But meanwhile, Chloe makes it to Montreal. Just somehow walks into the cathedral. Oh yeah, she used a different I door. Like, I was like, oh my god, Chloe, where did you come from? And then Clark was like, Chloe, how did you get here so fast? And she used uh, Oliver's, Oliver's jet. jet. <laughs> uh, that was a little lame, uh, but okay. It's a stretch. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Clark stops Lex from killing Teague and destroys that priceless clock. Mm. I know. I was like, oh, well, that changes every- that just, uh, everything's going to crap. But we didn't really need anything from that cryptograph, like just to hear the song. That's yeah. all we needed. And, yeah. uh, but I liked all the, uh, Lex is like the antithesis of, of Clark. It's good and evil, uh-huh. yin and yang. Uh, you have to have ba- you have to have balance. Yep, and I like how they also you know they they dip into a little bit of Joseph Campbell, and mm-hmm. Chloe and Jimmy talking, the hero's journey, um, and how the hero's journey ends in a final battle. It's like yep, it's coming. Um, <laughs> I like how Chloe says the writing is literally on the wall, <laughs> you know? and the, you know, and she wants him to kill. She wants him to kill Lex, and he says, if I kill Lex, I'll turn into him. Meanwhile, Lex is having his researchers tear apart the mattress, mansion until he realizes the fireplace mantelpiece is where he should uh, take a look at and tells everybody to leave. And I wrote, we desperately need Robert Langdon at this point. 
But uh, yeah, he finds a holographic globe and a shows... purple magic eight ball. Yeah, <laughs> shows exactly where the fortress of solitude is. Yep. Hey. <laughs> so that's is that the end of the episode? Uh huh. Okay. Arctic, shall we? Arctic, yes. The one where Clark and Lex have the final battle. <sighs> uh, not like it was like a fist fight or anything, but. <laughs> So, uh, when Kara takes down this plane, were you like, mm-hmm. Kara, yeah, seriously? Like, yeah, I was like, what's going on? Why are you, why are you after Teague? Yeah. Why does it, what's it to you? Yeah. Um, Lois trying to get Clark to come work at the Daily Planet. Yep. Little hint of the future. Lex mm-hmm. telling jo- Jimmy for some reason, like, for some reason we have to have this, like, thing with Jimmy involved and... Lois, you know, we ha- he has to cash in his check about Chloe, which is go make sure Lois stays off my back. And so Lois has this whole thing about the it gets this whole thing about uh, mining or whatever that Luther Corp is doing. And- oh yeah, yeah, that's what uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy knows that Lois is trying to figure out what Lex is up to, and he has to th- throw off his trail by saying that. Lex is uh, drilling for oil in the Arctic. That's why yeah. he's in the Arctic. Oh, and there's and, a there's a deleted scene, by the way. You know how on the like a couple episodes ago, like he was having a problem traveling internationally, and then suddenly he could travel internationally. There was a, there's a missing put, scene that was deleted. Oh, uh-huh. um, that uh, um, Lex actually met up with that agent that was ma- manipulating Jimmy, and basically was like. I'm going to tell you like two things. You're going to a get you know give me my passport and make sure I can get out fly internationally, and b you know because he was trying to get the Zurich at that point, and b mm-hmm. uh, you're going to leave Chloe Sullivan alone, and that's how he was able to, um, you know, then get Jimmy under his palm, oh. under his thumb. Yeah, yeah, because it was like he had anticipated what Jimmy wanted. He already knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's the, all this uh, – Lois is like, why were you and Lex friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, why were you and Lex dating? Like, y- y'all would make a terrible couple. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Clark's – you know, sometimes people don't turn out the way you think they will. And uh, Chloe – or he tells, he tells Lois to be careful. And, um, yeah, that's when Chloe tells T. About the whole plane crash and that Kara might have been involved because her voice is on the black box recording. Uh huh. So it's like, was Kara a killer? And then then she shows up. Um, oh, then, yeah, she- then Kara is telling Clark, "Oh, we've got to go after Lex." So she's telling Clark, "We got to go. We got to go get Lex." But then she tells Lex, "We got to. You've got to get rid of Clark because he's dangerous." Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that we have a um, another kind of. Um, uh, whatever reflection of uh, uh, an earlier scene in the season where Kara tries flying off and Clark grabs her foot, but this time, oh like, yeah, she like kicks him in the face. <laughs> uh, of course, this is all Brainiac here playing Kara. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know because because you're like, what is wrong with Kara? Why is she being <laughs> so duplicitous? And she, and I didn't think that they would do this this. This twist again Since they just did it with Bizarro and Clark You know Yeah But it's a good way to warp Lex's mind Even more because um, 
Like it's just this, and and also play with the you know the viewers because here she is, she's she you know, and it almost plays into like Kara's um, mistrust of Clark all through the throughout the season. You can almost believe yeah. that she would do all this. Yeah, and when Martian Manhunter, wherever her world he is, uh, <laughs> Mars, was, maybe. was was telling Clark, you know, she can't be trusted. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But oh man, this awesome scene where she just starts just giving up everything to Lex, and this is all <gasps> oh, Lex has been wanting to know this entire time. Yes, and he's like, "Who's the traveler?" She was like, "Don't you know?" Yep. And Lex is like, "I think I know. <laughs> I think I know who is it." And, and also just this, you know, it's also paying off the beginning of the season where he saw her like an angel underwater, you know, and uh, she says that she saved him to fulfill his destiny, which is to destroy the traveler who is going to destroy all mankind. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Jimmy uh, meets Lois at the Ace of Clubs and, um, the, you know, he she, and she's like uh, looking at photos about the places to drill oil. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he mentions he's like he's like your desk is at the bullpen across the street. So what a happening intersection! We got Luther Corp. We get across <laughs> the street to Daily Planet. Then we go across the other street, and there's the Ace of Clubs. Like mm-hmm. that's the place to be. <laughs> All right there together. Yep. Um. So uh, Chloe finds Clark at home. He's got Kara troubles, so Clark lets her for some reason go off to try to take down Kara by herself because she's got kryptonite. Yeah, because they're going to do kryptonite. He breaks out the the trusty kryptonite in the lead box and uh, she won't let she won't let him go with her because it'll affect him. Mm-hmm. And so it backfires by she, oh, the uh, kryptonite doesn't affect. Nope. Uh, Kara. Did she, you check did the, you expiration? Check the expiration day? <laughs> Were you like, oh, shit. You, like surprise James Marsters out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was such a great moment for Marsters in the season. I just, I loved it. I was like, just that little smirk on his face, you know, like suckers. Uh, and then he tries to do his little uh, gross little tentacle thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't work on Chloe. And he says, "What the hell are you?" Well, it drains him, or yeah. it makes him sick, or, uh-huh. or whatever. Yep, and then it does something to her. She ends up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so back in the mansion, Lex is preparing to take uh, take off to the Arctic, and Jimmy's there, and uh, you know, and and uh, the his assistant comes in and says, uh, "Mr. Luther, the plane is fueled." And Lex is like, "Tell them to expect another passenger." And Jimmy's like, "Oh, where are we going?" <laughs> He's like, "You're not going anywhere, Jimmy." <laughs> I love that. And then Lex strangely lets Jimmy out of his deal, which is like, what? Mm-hmm. And when I was watching and I was thinking, oh, okay. So he he must know, like, this. he's going to his, like, this whole Jimmy Chloe thing is petty, you know? He's mm-hmm. going off to accept his his destiny. And, um, but as we learn later, Lex is a son of a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Don't trust him. So yeah, Clark finds Chloe in the hospital. He, she's got the old clouded eyes, and he's Brainiac. like, <laughs> <laughs> and I love this whole scene where like he goes into the 
power plant. He starts to charge and just freaking gets the biggest punch to the face ever <laughs> from Clark. It just made me go, yeah! Or at least, right, yeah. Um, and and Brainiac says, the only way you would, to save everybody would be to kill me, which you can't do because it goes against all you believe in. And he's like, well, you can't kill a machine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't, you'll never hurt anyone else ever again. And destroys him, which I don't know. If he was charging himself, would you th- to get more power? Would you think to yourself, "Oh, you know what would destroy him if I charge him up with more power?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. So, who does uh, Clark go to first? Uh, Chloe, and then she's okay. And then he goes to visit Lana, and he's shocked to find the room empty. Mm-hmm. Okay, on one hand. This is a terrible way to leave the show uh-huh. by video on a disc. <laughs> but it is um, successful because yep. because Tom Welly actually cries. We don't get those fake TV tears. Nope. We get actual tears. And the, I just want to I just want to applaud Tom Welling. Oh, that was amazing. I mean, yeah. And you know, what is he reacting to? He's probably reacting to like a blank TV set because you don't they don't put like mm-hmm. actual video on TV sets. So that's him just probably hearing lines off camera and reacting to that. That amazing, Tom Welling. Yeah. Amazing. But like this video <laughs> We were fooling ourselves. I need you, but the world needs you more. Please don't come after me. I love you more than you'll ever know. Yeah, and they did, you know, she did say this a couple yeah. of, several episodes ago where yep. she said, one day, I'll, uh, you know, you'll the world will need you more than I will. So it was kind of a little foreshadowing to this event, but still, it's kind of, it's kind of lame. It's a lot better than the way Pete left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is actually a deleted scene, um, which I don't think was filmed for this episode, but they listed it on the Blu-ray for this episode, which was Clark actually going to the hospital and finding Lana. This is before she's cured, like thrashing and fighting with her orderly. And then she, uh, Clark just suddenly goes, Lana. And then she just stops immediately and turns and just stares at him accusatorily with like her gray eyes, just mm-hmm. silently just staring at him. It's chilling. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so the video though um, was filmed on the set of Chun Li, <laughs> the <laughs> Street Fighter legend Chun Li. Um, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to get this from Kristen. Like she was in Thailand filming. She wasn't mm-hmm. in Vancouver. She was in Thailand. And like they were fully prepared to just have Clark reading a letter if it didn't work out. And imagine <laughs> if it was like Clark reading a letter. But instead that would have even been worse. Oh God. I thought this was perfect because, you know, here's Kristen, she's in Thailand shooting on her movie, you know. Um she hasn't been on Smallville for a little while. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes or whatever. Um but uh uh she puts in a, a, a pretty pretty solid performance herself. I thought mm-hmm. she – I mean, you know, she can usually turn on the waterworks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I imagine it was like done between takes. She's like on a Skype call like, film this. OK, here we go. <clears throat> we are fooling ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so that part of the scene is like sad. He's standing there 
and then we see this Lois and, you know, really, um, really appreciating the scene now, you know, when we just watched, I think it was, uh, you know, Apocalypse where we just, we just discussed how Lois was like, I'm not good with emotions. Mm -hmm. We can go get a beer. I'll punch you in the arm kind of thing. Lois just stands there for a moment and then she just immediately is just like, he needs a hug. He needs me to hold him. And I'm just like, like, yeah, he just, it, it, it makes the weight of her, uh, um, of her, uh, um, it makes it that much more meaningful that she was there to, for him. Yeah. It's a great, for his, I'm sorry. I can't think of the word. Uh, it's a great Lois comfort, and Clark scene. Comfort. comfort she was comforting yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to break the scene down by second, but I just love that she's standing there. He doesn't know that she's there. He's he's kind of sobbing. And then he turns and you see him kind of like going, okay, time to get back into like Clark Kent mode. And it's hard for him. And that's when he she decides to go to him. And then he just like lets it go like on, on her shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. It's just so amazing. I love it. <laughs> Um, and this is where I'm about to ruin some of the scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will remind you that Whitney Fordman was in the military and Lana did not want to date him anymore. What did she do? <laughs> she sent him a video breakup letter. Oh, yeah. Jason Teague came to Smallville looking for Lana because what did she do? She left a letter breaking up with him. <laughs> Lionel. Came to the wedding, or came to the day before the wedding, finding Lana doing what? Writing a letter to Lex. Lana is bad with confrontation. <laughs> She's uh, not about to break up with somebody in person. <laughs> that's true. That kind of makes it work then. It kind of does. It, it doesn't actually ruin it, but, you know, it kind of makes Lana look bad, you know? <laughs> well, it does, but it she has, you know, a track record of this, yeah. so... So we have this huge heartbreak. I mean, gosh, Kristen has been with this show for, you know, seven seasons, a little less this season, but, you know, and we kind of like up in the air, what's going to happen now? You know, where's, are we ever going to see Lana ever again? So I'm just going to write, I'm just going to tell you to be continued, to be continued. Uh, (laughs) So, um, so we now go to this, you know, happy scene where Jimmy proposes to Chloe a, a, a little soon. Steph, do you think, or, uh, not, you know, I'm okay with it because I feel like they've learned their lessons mm-hmm. from all this breaking up and getting back together and breaking up and getting back together. Yeah. I don't now see, I don't know if Chloe feels the way he does about her, but I feel like from Jimmy's point of view, I think he's grown and yeah. he's learned his lesson and that he is, doesn't want to lose her. It's really sweet. I love the fact that he got a little toy ring from the hospital mm-hmm. gift shop. And, and says, uh, we'll have, tomorrow we'll have break, breakfast at Tiffany's. That's really cute. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering if you're going to use the same quote as I have because I wrote down, it's all they had in the hospital gift shop, but I didn't want to wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jimmy doesn't want to wait. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> And that's when they're about to go off and probably have a shag, you know, when agents from the Department of Domestic Security storm into the town and take – put Chloe under arrest. And it's like, nope, Lex is a vindictive bastard. He probably called from the mm-hmm. plane like, yeah, go bust her. She's, she's your 
she's your uh, hacker, evil hacker. So we'll f- that's our cliffhanger for Chloe. Um, strangely, no cliffhanger for Lois. Lois just kind of gives a hug, and um, you know, it's kind of a um, you know, I mean, her this her most emotional moment she's had with Clark. I mean, not that she was being emotional, but she was being emotionally supportive. So mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of a cliffhanger. Like, oh man, this relationship is is changed a little bit. It's gotten it's gotten a little deeper. It's not just punches in the arms and people being annoyed at each other. It's you know, they had a moment there. Mm-hmm. Her being there for him. <sighs> so, <laughs> is this where is this where Jimmy drives a half a tank of gas and uh, has to ask for directions to get to the barn to the kit farm? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, that's 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 the scene. Yeah, I forgot to write that down. But yeah, because Clark is she says call Clark, <laughs> which oh, is like yeah. come on, Chloe. Yeah, call Clark. <laughs> And what? <laughs> so he goes to the barn. He's never been there before to the Clint, uh, the Kent farm. <laughs> and uh, Clark is standing there in the barn, just in mourning, uh-huh. so brokenhearted. And it, and when uh, when Jimmy says they've arrested Chloe, it, it breaks Clark out of his stupor. And that he, he tells him all about the deal, and that he backed out of it, and that. Lex had pictures of mining in the Arctic Circle, so he's trying to cover something up. And Clark's like immediately like, "Oh shit! <laughs> I know exactly what's going on, going on, going on, going on." Oh my god, so epic! <laughs> oh my god, oh my god! When I saw Lex Luthor in the fortress, I cried. <laughs> I cried. I know you sent me a video. <laughs> Like, oh my god, seven seasons. He finally knows he's important. Oh my god, so emotional. I literally wrote down. I I didn't cry when Lionel died. I didn't cry Uh when you know when when Lionel left. But I cry when Lex is in the fortress. I'm I'm a little I'm a little softer hearted with this episode. This this this, or with this show. This show can get to me. Like a loft scene will make me choke up. So. <laughs> Those are like every every episode. Um, yeah, I wrote down like every line in the scene. I <laughs> I, I, I just uh, um, and it's so crazy that you know all of it leads up. I almost like I'm just like the tiniest bit disappointed that it's just one scene. That's yeah, it. that it's 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 not much at all. But Lex is saying, you know, I loved you like a brother, but this is the way it's got to end. Yeah, and he says, I'm sorry. Which, yeah. And he holds Clark in his arms as the fortress collapses down on them. To be continued. Like, you see, the fortress collapse, not only collapse, but just like go into the ground. Like, it just, yeah, nothing to, left like, of it. it's just snow. Yep. Nothing. Gone. So Lex is dead. What happened to Clark? Lex is missing. <sighs> This is a great culmination uh, of it all. I love the whole, it was my birthright. After all my sacrifices, after all my pain, I finally understand I was being prepared for a greater destiny. And that Clark is just pleading with them. Like, we're here. We're This is it. What happens next is your choice. No one is controlling you. No one's forcing you. And then Lex just kind of like defends it. Like, no, man, I got to make Earth great again. You know? <laughs> You're the traveler. The, the future of the planet is my hands. You know, I got to... I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you know this this entire planet is safe. 
But yeah, just because because Clark didn't trust him to tell him. Yeah. Ah, I have a letter here. Would you like me to read a letter? (laughs) Okay, a letter. Okay. Dear Smallville fans, well, it's been seven wonderful years. Your support is what made. Is this uh, is this a letter from Michael Rosenbaum? Uh Your support is what made Smallville so successful, and I appreciate you all more than you know. That being said, it's time for me to start the next chapter of my life and career. I hope that I gave you some enjoyment over the years and that you found my portrayal of Lex Luthor to be satisfying. I am truly grateful, as Smallville fans are the best fans out there. I sincerely hope that you'll continue to follow my career through my hair growth period and beyond. Uh, and he goes on just kind of like to thank everybody. Uh, let me see. Uh, thanks, Alan Miles, for creating the show. Um, uh, he says, John Glover, thanks for helping me feel more more comfortable touching other actors while acting. Bizarre, <laughs> but helpful. <laughs> Mostly, I want to thank Greg Beeman for directing the Oh Sherry video by Steve Perry back in the 80s. Thanks, crew. Thanks, fans. Thanks, Smallville. I love you all. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I can see why being on a show for seven years, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes, he got a, a house paid for. Uh-huh. Yes, he's got security. But did it hold him back from a movie career? Could he have been, you know, in Quentin Tarantino movies? Wigs just don't look like real hair. I mean, it really comes down to the fact that this guy was made. Wigs don't look like real hair. Wigs don't look like real hair, and bald caps don't look like bald, like a person is bald. So Michael Uh Rosenbaum had to keep his hair head shaved for seven years. Can you imagine? Uh And, uh, And so, you know. He can audition all he wants, you know, and probably film something during the summer. And he he did a couple things, but I'm sure it was really limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got something else in the book of Smallville. Uh, the episode's director, Todd Slavkin, says that Michael Rosenbaum's final scenes on the show were very emotional to shoot. It was a 15-hour day on the Fortress of Solitude set. Michael bought $1,000 worth of sushi for the entire crew, and he was bigger than life. He's always a presence on the set. But imagine him being center stage, holding court. There's this great moment on the last shot when he looks right into the camera and he's like, goodbye, Smallville. You could see him getting emotional and he and Tom hugged. For the whole crew, these people have spent the last seven years with him. It was a big goodbye. I live in L.A., so I'm going to see Michael and the four of us are always going to be in contact. He became a friend, but it was tough. So... (laughs) Oh, so sad. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I can, uh, you know, as fans of the show, we don't want to see actors leave yeah. like that. We think that they should stick with it. They should stick. They should stay till the end. Uh-huh. But you don't know their life. You don't know how. You don't know my life. Sorry. You, you know he has to do him. You do you. You do you, Rosenbaum. <laughs> Because, I mean, who wants to freaking live in, in Vancouver? I do. When you live, well, I mean, when your life is in Los Angeles. Nobody wants to do that. Like, uh, yeah, I, that's true. I, I, had, I had already, I've told you that I don't know where I heard, I heard it on a podcast. I don't know who these people were that I was listening to, but they would talk about how Julian, uh, Julian, Julian Anderson hated Vancouver. Huh. 
And that was why they got, they, you know, she couldn't get the show moved to Los Angeles. But when uh, David Company got married, <laughs> when he got married and he he could get the show moved back to Los, moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nobody wants to um, not live at home. A couple more trivia bits here for you. Um, Brian Peterson, uh, another writer, explains the multitude of elements they were trying to squeeze into Veritas. Um, uh, Veritas was a very much one tight story with Lexus about Lexus' quest to get the keys to unlock the secret of the Traveler, which was informed by the flashbacks that he had. So he killed Lionel on that track. He went to Switzerland. He found the box. He eventually ended up at the Fortress of Solitude, all in the same episode. Meanwhile, Brainiac took off with Kara, and Clark was left holding Lana. That was supposed to be the original season finale in Veritas. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we would. it might have been like. Lex entering the fortress and, you know, to be continued, you know, so. Well, I liked, I like the way it's a, it's a good thing that it ended like it did because I like Lex's coat. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. He was wearing like a parka in the, the original shots. Yeah. It's like it gave the costume department more time to make his costume. Yeah. Or something. And I, no, I think they, um, I think I read it somewhere, probably in this book somewhere. I didn't highlight it, but they, they, you know, they kind of were like, okay, he's got Arctic wear, you know, we'll put him in Arctic wear. It's really cold up in the Arctic. And, uh, and then they were like, oh no, no, no. If we're going to reshoot this, we want like, th- and this is going to be Lex Luthor's final scene on Smallville. Villain costume. He needs his black overcoat. Like he needs to look mm-hmm. like he did in Zod, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay, being the end of season seven, contracts were coming to an end. One person that many pan, many fans were worried about was Allison Mack. There was no deal in place for her to return in the eighth season. And the day before the finale aired, it was a report that she was indeed returning to Smallville. So, Yeah, uh, you know, up until about, I don't know, the show was the Lana and Clark romance. Uh-huh. And then when Lana and Clark finally did get together... And she was such a different person because of what she had went through with Lex. It was not satisfying. Mm. So it's kind of okay that she goes. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. But. <laughs> How it goes, you know. Uh, uh, but I feel like Clark and Chloe's partnership is so important now that, um, yeah, if. Yeah. if uh, Allison Mack didn't come back, that would be a huge change to the show. Totally. And, yeah, I mean, Michael Rosenbaum, huge. Like, I don't want to even talk about it. uh, Can you imagine a Smallville without Michael Rosenbaum? No, I can't. Well, for some reason, you tuned in for it. (laughs) I'm very sad. For some sandwich reason. Uh, All right. Episode of the week. Sleeper Apocalypse Quest or Arctic? I mean, a- Arctic, of course, but Apocalypse. Yeah, it's also. It's a very but, close second for me. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I really enjoy. Um, crap! What's the third one? <laughs> quest. Quest. Yeah, that yeah, was good Quest too. was good with the the church stuff, the churchy stuff. <laughs> yeah. But definitely Arctic. All right. Well, I mean, lakes, lakes in the fortress. I mean, that is like a momentous occasion. I wish it was longer. I really do. But besides mm-hmm. that, it was great. Yeah, can you believe it was one little tiny scene and they shot for fifteen hours? Yeah, right. 
That's true. Crazy. Okay, well, we do this every season. We should look over this past season to figure out what the episode of the season was. So, we started, and we only have 20, 20 to go through this time. <laughs> we started with Bizarro, the fight between Clark and Bizarro. Um, cool yeah. Episode. And then we kind of okay. get into a couple of, you know, Kara-centric episodes. We have Kara Yeah, not a fan, not a fan, not a fan. Then we have... Uh, Kara enters the Miss Sweet Corn pageant with Fierce. Nope. Terrible. Uh, we get a couple of great, I think, I, I think great diversions, which was uh, Cure with uh, Dean Kane as Dr. Curtis Knox and uh, okay. Action, where there's a, a movie being filmed. Nope. See, I like those. Uh, <laughs> we get a first hint of our uh, Krypton-related stuff with Lara. We get a detour into Dark Lana Land with Wrath, where Lana gets the powers of Clark. Okay, now that was fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Blue is when we have we go full Krypton, and 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 uh, we have uh, you know we're deep into the Lois and Grant relationship. Steph is tuning out here. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. <laughs> then we get Gemini, where Clark's acting very weird. Um, and there's a bomb on Chloe, and uh, that was good. I really enjoyed Gemini. Amazing, amazing ending to that. And then, of course, Persona, where we have Clark versus Bizarro again. But Bizarro is uh, the better, the new Clark, the better version of Clark, the version mm-hmm, that uh, that was great. Has always wanted. Yep. Uh, we get a, we get another one off with Siren. We have Oliver returning to town with Black Canary. <sighs> okay, yeah, I, I'm not crazy about. The Black Canary. I mean, she's fine. She's fine, but uh, she's fine. <laughs> but I'm glad Oliver came back because yeah. I missed Oliver. Yeah, that made it worth Yay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fracture. Clark goes into Lex's mind, tries to find the good little Lex boy. Um, gets mm. to witness Lex and Lana making love. Mm. <laughs> that was the highlight of the episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna watch this. Um, we have Hero. Pete comes back in Hero. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Wor- the Stride worst, commercial. Worst of the season. I'll just say it right now. Worst of the season. Mm-hmm. Although, the only good highlights of that episode are every time One Republic performs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, People rocking out to One Republic because they're so rocking. Yeah. Uh, Angel of Mercy. Why don't you- okay. Um then we start getting traveler, the traveler and the Veritas. That's the one where Chief, where Chief kidnaps Clark and puts him in the kryptonite sale. That yep. was pretty cool. Veritas and Lex is remembering uh, what happened as a kid and how it all led to you know his father working for Veritas and P- Patricia Swan and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be the season finale. Um, crazy. Um, and then we go into Descent, which, oh, God, honestly, one of the tops of the series. I did I did a Smallville March Madness uh, bracket. I don't know if you looked at it. Um, but, uh, wow, Descent made it pretty far uh, for me. Yeah. It might have been because I just recently watched it. Yeah. Recent C bias. But it's so good. It's so good. I was just reminded how good the performances. The performances were outstanding. <sighs> Might be best of the season for me. I don't know. Um, then we have, of course, our this week's episode: Sleeper Apocalypse Quest in Arctic. So Sleeper is uh, delightful. Mm-hmm. 
And then those. All right. So yeah. the best of the season. Um, ooh, uh, I really like Wrath. Uh huh. But I'm gonna say Apocalypse. No, I'm gonna say Arctic. <laughs> I don't know. Wrath, Apocalypse, and Arctic are top three. And Descent. Descent's very good too. Oh, come on. How about how about how about Persona and Gemini? Oh, at least Persona for me. Um, yeah, Persona where the the big twist. Yeah. Uh, or the Gemini is the big twist at the end. Then it's Persona where we get to see Lana finding out about it. And, oh. um, yeah, I, I'm just going to go crazy. And uh, I usually give it to like a season premiere or season finale. But I'm going to give it to Descent. Uh, one of Michael Rosenbaum's best performances. A great uh, goodbye to John Glover. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Apocalypse, Arctic, Persona, they're all up there. Uh, so, who got knocked out the most this season? Do you think <laughs> <laughs> who got who got knocked out the most in Concussionville? Um, All right, how about I start out with who got knocked out the least? Chloe. No, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, if you don't count <laughs> Oliver, Oliver was knocked out once <laughs> out of the three times he's been knocked out already. Um, Jimmy, though, knocked out twice, and both of them by being frozen. <laughs> He was frozen and fierce oh. by the little the ice lady, and then in the freezer uh, during one of those episodes we just recently talked about that I forgot about. Descent, maybe. Oh yeah, he, mm. she he's actually tied with Kara, who got knocked out twice as well. Um, you count spilling the milk? Well, she didn't get knocked no. out; she just had a bad headache. And who knows? It was her. <laughs> I have no idea. So, who got knocked out the most? Lex. Reigning champion Lex Luthor knocked out eight <laughs> times a season, uh, which makes his count 49 times he's been knocked out of this show. <laughs> I got to tell Edward that. He'll love that. He'll get a kick 49 out 49 times. I mean, you can also count Arctic, I guess. So it would bring it up to 50. Uh, <laughs> I would assume he got knocked out by all those all that ice, but it wasn't on the list. Yeah, with all that falling on top of him. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Bizarro. He was drowned out, uh, and then he was knocked into some pipes by Bizarro. So two times she, he got knocked out in the premiere. In Cure, he got knocked out by Dean Kane. Uh, in Lara, he got shot in the chest by Agent Carter. Um, mm-hmm. Not Peggy Carter, but uh, Agent Carter, the Sons of Anarchy guy. Um, in Wrath, he got knocked out by Lana. In Fracture, he got shot in the freaking head. <laughs> oh, my God. Which led him to a coma, which is officially a knockout. So disturbing. <gasps> uh, disturbing. In Hero, while Pete's arms were being bent back like Laura Palmer, um, uh, he got knocked out by Clark. And then in Quest, he got uh, knocked out by uh, Robert Picardo, I believe. Yeah. Lois came in second place with seven knockouts. She's up to 23. Lana, since she wasn't featured as much, uh, came in third with... uh, Actually, sorry. Chloe came in uh, third with five knockouts. She's up to 26. But Lana, she got knocked out four times, but she's up to 45 knockouts on this show. (laughs) So anyway... Well, you know, they have to knock her out so she doesn't see Clark's superpowers. Yeah, Clark was only knocked out three times. And they were both, two of them were in the premiere by Bizarro. Um, All right. uh, Some more trivia for you as we're closing out the season. 
I forgot to mention at the beginning of the season, we have a new composer, and he's actually my friend on Facebook, so I feel bad that I never mentioned him. <laughs> but uh, Louis Febre uh, replaced Mark Snow uh, starting in season seven. Did you notice? Did you notice the change in sound? No, I did not. Yeah. Maybe you'll uh, pay closer attention this time to see if it sounds like because it's definitely not old, not old Smallville, but you know he's he's a. Uh, you know, bringing bringing in some of the the old favorites while creating new stuff uh, for this show in the uh, in the metropolis of it all. Also, um, at the end of this season, um, it's time for Alan Miles to exit stage left. The reason, uh, publicly, I, I you know he, they shared that um, they wanted to kind of remo- move on. Their contract was up for renewal. Smallville was facing a budget cut and uh, in interviews after they referenced the budget cut and said like, Hey, us leaving will actually help the show, you know, cause you know, they're getting a bunch of money at this point. They created it. They, they're executive producers. And, um, yeah, they, they, okay. So they say, um, I won't read you the whole letter, but we look back knowing the show will continue into season eight without us. After much heartache and debate, we decided it's time for us to move on. And uh, it was an honor working in with this person and that person. Um, we are incredibly proud of the work, our work on this show. We achieved what we set out to do. We never compromised our vision. We leave knowing that Smallville is the longest running comic book based series of all time. The show is on the covers of Rolling Stone, Mad Magazine, TV Guide, Entertainment Weekly. The pilot had the highest rated premiere in the history of the WB. Even in its seventh year, it's still the number one scripted show on the network. Smallville is watched by millions of people in hundreds of countries and in dozens of languages around the world. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. This is usually how it goes. After so many seasons, the network doesn't care about it anymore. Season seven. <laughs> they don't give it any, mo- they don't give it any money. Yep. And the creators leave to go on and do something else. So. A lot of people leave. I'm not surprised. I hope that it does. I mean, uh, uh, the writer's strike, it was just such a terrible, Uh, you know, time. Yeah, it could have been so much better. We almost had Army Hammer as Batman. Can you imagine that? What? Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Did I get your attention? (laughs) Did I call you by your name? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, George Miller was uh, putting together a Justice League movie. Uh, way back around this time And uh, yeah, it fell apart because of the writer's strike And people moved on But he had cast Army Hammer as Batman <laughs> This is oh this is God. before social network, you know Yeah, this is before we we knew what Army Hammer was yep, yep. Wow Crazy He would have been a good Batman <laughs> uh, So now Smallville has four showrunners uh, Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer, Kelly Souders, and Brian Peterson um, you know, they're all, they're in the writer's room all together all the time. So now they're, they're, they're going to be making decisions for the show instead of calling Alan miles and saying, so we're thinking about doing this, you know? And the way I think Brian Peterson put it nicely is like, listen, we had 150, we had a 152 episode internship, you know? <laughs> so we're hoping that we're, that'll, that'll help in, uh, you know, taking over the reins of the show. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's obvious when the showrunners leave. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will continue. I mean, I still you know from Jen and everybody that's watching now. You know, they said yeah, season seven wasn't so good, but it 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 picked right back up in season eight. It's true. So I mean, it's true. To me, I I really feel like it's like. 
All right. So I kind of um, uh, wrote about um, in the teases, but I can mention it here. Like Smallville, mm-hmm. I think is good to be viewed as like a three-part series. Like seasons one through four, we have high school, we have uh, call to action, we have teenage relationships. And then seasons five through seven is just growing up, adulting, learning your place in this world, you know, ex- tr- you know, getting close to accepting that. And then seasons eight through ten, learning how to be a hero, following that last lap to destiny. Um, this is... In season eight and beyond, we are practically a Superman show without the cape, you know, without the flights, because it's no flights, no tights. Um, mm-hmm. We're in Metropolis more than Smallville. There's more Daily Planet. We've got Lois and Jimmy. Um, here's another tease. There's about 16 DC Comics characters that appear this season, heroes and villains. Um, and uh, and they're not just kind of alluded to or um, they're full on yep. like Black Canary. Yep. Uh. Yep. Oh yeah, I don't know if you remember the awesomeness that was Absolute Justice, uh, but oh, I think I think that's season nine. Anyway, um, we'll get it. I don't know what that means. Good, good. I'm <laughs> glad. Uh, I guess to re- to remind our listeners, the you know two or three that are still listening to us mumble to each other uh, without <laughs> editing, um, this is the part of the series where Steph actually watched live, but she doesn't. She's I don't she doesn't remember. remember. You're like Sam Beckett. You got the Swiss cheese memory of Smallville. (laughs) Yeah, I remember bits and pieces. And and I remember a certain female antagonist Uh that I I never liked and I never understood. Maybe I'll understand it. Maybe it will make sense. I'm glad. I'm glad to explain her to you this time and and make make, make you love her. Okay. Next week. She can't be Michael Rosenbaum. No, she cannot, which is probably what, you know, what was hard for her to get into. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it because next week, uh, listeners, okay. we are going to be talking about six, the first six episodes of season eight. We're going to take a nice big bite out of season eight because we don't have any mm-hmm. iZombie to talk about next week. So, well, actually we do because we push the episode ahead, but it doesn't matter. We're going to figure it out. That night, we won't have any episode zombie to talk about, so we'll have extra long to talk about it as we did this time. We're going to be talking about, here we go, ready? Mm-hmm. Odyssey. Yes. Plastique. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Odyssey has a very wet uh, Tom Welling in it. Uh, oh, oh, I saw that picture that pops up on Hulu. It, did we see this in like Superman... Uh, Man of Steel. I believe so. Is this like is this a very popular Superman thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, I think I know what you're talking about when man, when we we see Clark working uh, in uh, Man of Steel. The- uh, this is this is very much uh, what it what it was in Smallville, but it's different in Smallville. Okay. I think they were riffing on it in Man of Steel. I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, because I thought the same way. Uh, okay, so Odyssey, Plastique, uh-huh. Toxic. Ooh. Instinct, mm-hmm. committed, and pray. P R E Y. Okay, give me my teases. <laughs> so ready. Four people disappear from the opening credits. Oh, four. Okay, so <laughs> so Kristen Crook, Michael Rosenbaum, and John Glover. Oh, who's the other? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the fortress has fallen. 
and both Lex uh-huh. and Clark are missing, and both of them uh-huh. have people looking for them. And I just want to remind you, okay. just because Michael Rosenbaum is gone, it doesn't mean that Lex Luthor is gone. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, Most important tease I okay. have for you, Lois dyes her hair. Uh, next. Oh. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. I just said, oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Clark gets a job. Mm-hmm. At the Daily Planet. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I didn't say uh-huh. I meant, huh? <laughs> okay. A hero returns and sticks around for a while. <gasps> to just hardly become a Caesar regular. Do, 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 do. And uh, we have a little bit of a flashback episode for that uh, that hero. Oh, we see what Oliver's been doing. Next tease. An alien queen arrives on Earth to find her perfect soulmate. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Next tease. Clark, Lois, Jimmy, and Chloe have to submit to a lie detector test. And they have some surprising results. And your final... Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. And your final tease, a serial killer is loose in Metropolis. Ooh. Fun. Mm-hmm. Dark. Very dark. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I'll see you in season eight. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I'm so sad, you, too. I'm so sad. Are you watching them all tonight? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy. Odyssey's a blast. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, we'll see you all next time on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye, everybody. Bye.